0: Welcome to this joint WorkSmart and Elephants Don't Forget podcast, a follow-up to our latest webinar, COVID-19, proves to be the SMCR litmus test. I'm Philip Allen, and in this podcast, webinar panelists Adrian Harvey and Julie Pardy are left somewhat surprised as they review the webinar audience poll responses on regulated firms' attitude towards SMCR compliance and the training that firms are or are not providing employees on the new types of risk working from home. So let's get into it. First question that we had on a scale of one to five, how confident are you that your people, processes and governance arrangements remain fit for purpose in the new norm? 54% said fairly confident, 31% said somewhat confident and 11% said slightly confident. No surprises there, Adrian, were there really?
1: I don't think so. It's broadly representative of what we anticipated. It might be slightly stronger than previous polls, and I think in the analysis, that may be skewed a little bit by some dual regulated firms who are further down the SMCR road. Judy, from your perspective,
2: Yeah, I am, to a certain extent, a little surprised that it's as high as it was. I suspect Adrian's right in terms of our dual regulated attendees. But also, I think if you've got individuals that are focused on their their own area of the business, so I'm responsible for HR or I'm responsible for operations or whatever, then you're answering it in the context of that particular area of the business, as opposed to maybe the overall picture that we would look at that says the governance and across the piece for every employee, across every department.
0: Let's talk about clarification on CPD of what you need to do and what you have to do under COVID-19. Julie, do you want to just clarify that point about what the FCA expects firms and individuals to be able to comply with?
2: Yeah, so I think firms just need to proceed with caution here and just be careful because you have regulatory required CPD and then firm required CPD. So if we think about regulatory required CPD, for those people that are subject to the TNC source book, there's certain types of roles that through the TNC source book have to achieve a certain amount of hours. So from a regulatory perspective, you've got retail investment advisors who have to do a minimum of 35 hours CPD. And then you've got people carrying out insurance distribution activities that have to do a minimum of 15 hours each year. But, you know, that's a small population of what firms might apply CPD to. So what the regulator is saying is people that are subject to TC rulebook requirements for CPD, if they don't manage by the end of this financial year to get their or their 12 month period, get their required hours, they can carry it over and have a bit more time to complete their CPD. So to go up to April 2021, what the firms do about their own rules is up to them because firms do dictate hours and they do dictate types for different role types within an organisation. So it would be worth firms looking at this, but then looking at it in the context of if they allow people to extend, do their systems and controls allow them to manage that through automated alerts, maybe, and recording mechanisms? And if they don't, is extending the CPD time going to cause them more trouble managing it, managing the change, than it would do to supply the CPD in the first place?
1: Good point, Julie. The change in itself can sometimes be far more disruptive than the intended uh, outcome. I mean, probably yeah. Some of these firms, it's just as easy to stick to it. And we covered it a bit on the webinar, isn't it? It's, it's like yesterday's technology. Yeah, I've got an LMS and I recorded something happening once a year to, to you know, today and tomorrow's technology, which has got to have... Degree of artificial intelligence in it, it's got to be just far more sophisticated.
0: Poll question number two. Has COVID 19 meant that landing conduct rules compliance by December 2020 is a secondary priority? 74% of our audience said no, 26% said yes.
1: You know, it really surprises me. I I put I'm not gonna name any firms, but if, if I were to put myself in a position where I'm running a regulated firm, C19 occurs and most of my employees are now desperate working from home and I'm just going to carry on doing everything else that I was doing despite this enormous upheaval that's never occurred before in the operation of our business. I, I, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I don't see how... I, what have they got? People sitting around spinning around on chairs waiting to be given something to do to solve the problem. I just... I, I don't believe that either. So... I think in some respects it's an overly heroic wannabe outcome rather than maybe factually evidenced outcome.
2: And I think even if you did give them the benefit of the doubt, okay, so give them the benefit of the doubt and they have been planning it and they're kind of ready to go or they're getting ready to go to do this, invariably they've either, one, gone, well, we're doing generic e-learning and we've bought it so we're just carrying on with that and therefore they don't comply, Or two, they were going to do it all face to face, and therefore, any face to face trainer will know they need to rewrite the material, rerun the case studies, change the basis on which they're going to deliver it, and Mm. you know, reschedule the whole project. And I can't see they'll have done that in the first couple of weeks of all of this going on.
1: I just can't, and I think you, I think you've got to. You might nailed it there, Julian, as much as. If their response was, well, we're delivering e-learning, generic e-learning, or we have delivered generic e-learning, we've done it Tick the box. So I can see that if that was the mindset, why yep. we would get that score. Now, yeah. my conclusion would be you failed the test, so you actually haven't, you haven't complied, but we'll yeah. see.
0: Um, third poll question. Since COVID-19 emerged and homeworking has soared, has your employer provided employees with specific training to help you adjust to working from home, communicating differently and adapting to new types of risks presented by different working conditions. 53% of our audience said yes, 47% said no. Isn't
1: that contradictory to the previous result? <laughs> um, so I haven't done anything different, said 75%. Anyway, I'm surprised how honest so many people on that webinar were. Yeah. to say half of the audience said we haven't done any training whatsoever for our employees as a result of c19 mobile phone usage at the desk screens being open in flat share situations screens being left open when people go for a coffee or whatever it, it and you can go on and on there are so many potential security risks alone let alone well-being type uh support and advice i'm I'm surprised they're that honest. Good for them. Yeah, it's a good point, Philip. Both Julie and our our operations serve the B2B market. We sell to firms that are governed by contractual, very clear contracts of supply and what our obligations are. And they differ from the regulations, yeah, because we're not ourselves regulated firms. But when you're talking about the regulations under which these firms trade and half of the audience saying, I haven't done anything whatsoever to explain to my employees about how the C nineteen situation and working from home affects you in this respect. You know, back to the MI and some of the other points we discussed on the webinar. This would appear to be a, a glaring omission. How are you going to evidence that you've taken reasonable steps when the first thing is, did you train your people working from home about this? <laughs> no. Well, I would have thought everything else you say after that is incredible. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well it's the opening question that's before the, the fca supervisor sat down and sipped at their coffee yeah they're saying that in the corridor as they're walking yeah. to your as they're walking to your office <laughs> let me put this coffee down <laughs> yeah. how's the training going what training right well, like, no training okay <laughs> julie i've always said it that you know your attitude and approach to training or learning i like, like to use the word learning is indicative of your culture
2: Oh, absolutely. It goes back to that point that I always make. You invest in infrastructure, you invest in technology that manage transactional stuff, but you don't invest necessarily in your people. And when a crisis comes along, the immediate reaction is to pull back from training, when actually when you're served up with a really different scenario like we're in now, actually need more support rather than less. So to pull back and not invest in the first place will culturally say that not that interested in people development and moving them forward as
1: you should be. Was there a conversation around compliance or the cost? Compliance yeah. and cost. Yes. Somebody, will, I won't name check them, on the webinar made the point that most firms were very happy to invest in technology that drove revenue and profit and far less keen to invest in technology that drove appropriate compliance and behaviors and could we comment uh, to be honest we see this a lot we see this a great deal you know i mentioned it in a previous webinar i was at a i was at a, a very famous merchant bank who said that paying 10 pounds a month to ensure all of their 300 employees were compliant with the regulations would look to be very expensive as they sat under a picture worth 250,000 pounds it's um it it does sometimes Cause you to wryly smile and say, "I wonder just how seriously you're taking this legislation." Now that there obviously there's a spectrum, there's a curve. Some firms are clearly paying lip service to it and paying the absolute minimum or investing the absolute minimum to achieve a standard that they believe they can get away with. And other firms are doing it as best they possibly can, so they're on the front foot, protecting their reputation and ensuring that their senior managers get the support protection they need
2: in many cases they see the people piece as a compliance spend as opposed to an enabler to make people better and so as a line manager supervisor whatever part of your you know role is nurturing and developing and if you have a structural development program that is run on a manual basis or a part manual basis the bigger your span of control, the more time you spend trying to work out where everybody is, as opposed to just honing in on the people that seem to be struggling the most and provide your input to them to bring their competence and capability up. So it's a bit of a false saving, I think, to think of the people piece as compliance as opposed to a facilitator to help people be better at what they do.
1: I also wonder how... To what extent is the compliance function... Genuinely joined up with, for example, the operations function in some of these firms and looking at technology that can not only ensure compliance, but can also, to Judy's point, improve the competence of the individual. Because if they've got an error rate of 0.1% of every transaction they process, that is a concrete cost to the business. Mm. The same technology can be used to eradicate the error rate. I can improve the efficiency of my business and I can be more compliant. This is the sort of technology we're talking about that's available now. And Julie and I work in these, in these arenas. And if you look back, it's you know, a really basic LMS type approach. Yesterday's model, that, that's not going to improve the competency and performance of your employees in role. So you're not going to get the knock on operational benefits.
0: Thanks, Julie and Adrian. And thank you, the listener, for tuning into this podcast. To find out more about how Elephants Don't Forget's artificial intelligence tool can be deployed throughout your organisation to move away from a tick-box approach to compliance and improve the training and competency of your staff under SMCR, please visit elephantsdontforget.com. To learn how WorkSmart's SMCR software, Accord, can provide your firm with clear central record-keeping, strong corporate governance, clear accountability and evidence of employee fitness and proprietary, please visit worksmart.co.uk.